seemed quicker that time as the metal is more fragile when it's colder. Oh. I don't know. I know what it is. It's more delicious when it's colder. <laughs> uh, hey. Hey. I don't ever see you any day. That's true. It's what? been way too long. <laughs> <laughs> What's new in your life? Oh, well. Uh, I'm excited that I'm up to 1,600 subscribers on my YouTube channel. <laughs> That's oh. a new milestone. We're going to just use this <laughs> podcast to pimp your thing. No, no, no. It's just super thrilling for me because every subscriber is hard earned. Except for all the ones that were subs for subs. Oh, that was like very early on. <laughs> I stopped that how much, right away. How much was that? Like the first 200? That was like, yeah, 200 people. It, it did seem like a very stupid concept to me. If mm-hmm. you're just subbing for subbing, there's no one really digesting the content to begin with. That's why I told you not to do it. Yeah, and you were right. And I don't know why it took me like that month to finally get my head straight. Yeah, you're right. Usually I just have to shake people to get my point. <laughs> don't shake the baby. All right, so... Also, the six-year-old, he thinks that Easter eggs are magical now, so that's a new turn of events. Are we talking about magical? Like when he dropped the M&M on the floor <laughs> and then randomly, randomly found a, 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 a Skittle? Yep. And then ate the Skittle and was like, the floor's magic. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> just like that, because I was stupid. And when Pierre Contel came the other night, um, he apparently left Isn't all it, the eggs. Wait, wait, wait. Isn't it the Easter Bunny, not Peter Cottontail? I thought, it, I thought that was a name for the Easter Bunny. No, I thought... Uh, is it like uh, St. Nick and Santa Claus? I think so. I don't think that's interchangeable. Oh my goodness. Go ahead. Tell so, continue the story. Yeah. So when I was filling out his little Easter eggs, one of them is golden, but I just put with regular candy. Mm-hmm. So then you brought that up the next night. You were like, oh wait, the golden one's supposed to be the one with money in it. Because, I was like, oh shit. Well, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't that it was money per se. It was like, that was the one you wanted. That, that had the, whatever the special treat. Usually it was money. Mm-hmm. I, I remember in school, I think they put money in them. They had like four of them hidden, and you just saw like kids with Easter baskets running like maniacs <laughs> across like a soccer uh, empty soccer field. So that's why it became like a blood sport whenever yeah, they had those stupid things. Oh my god! Smashing. I remember the terror, just cowering near a tree. I, I remember that in uh, flying kites. I had a Morse the cat kite. What's Morse? Okay, I'll have to look that up. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. Uh, that's the uh, meow mix cat from. Oh, the a yes. long time ago. Okay, meow 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 meow. So. He apparently checked all the eggs the day of. Mm-hmm. I mean, this of kid, he just check checked your every yeah. single thing. I didn't think he did that. I thought maybe he checked a couple. He ate like five of them that day. That's <laughs> fine. Sneaking them in the morning. Then I thought, you know, at night I'd go and I'd swap out the golden one with like a whole bunch, like a dollar's worth of change, right? Make it feel really heavy. Like he has a lot to open up when he opens it up finally. So the next day he goes and checks it and he's like, wait a second. This one used to have candy in it. What happened? I'm like, oh, no. Magical candy. That's what I had to say. Uh, Is the temporary assumed... uh, Peter Cottontail is the temporary assumed by a fictional rabbit named Peter Rabbit in the works of Thornton Burgess. Why do you make me read things online that are difficult, especially Wikipedia? I I don't think it's... I we, don't think it's the Easter Bunny. Okay. And we have people on staff who tend to that, so don't worry. <laughs> They'll fact check it. Well, layoffs. No, oh, we furloughed them. Well, <laughs> they weren't really working to begin with, so that's how that all works out. Yeah, but it's been a while. How have you been? Uh, so, uh, one thing I saw the other day, and I can't figure out yet, uh, Cash App. Mm-hmm. People use it, uh, like I used like I use PayPal, but they use it for like, or Venmo, right? Right. But why is everybody posting their cash app IDs online as if people are just going to give them money? Because people do. What? There's no way. There is. I know, right? I can't put, I'm going to make a fake account where I'm just a lady and I'm going to put a cash app on there that says Brittany 22 and then some other sexy legs and then see how many people actually send me money because there's no way people do. I saw people on there be like, <laughs> just... Uh, got a kid and we want to eat tonight. And I was like, well, that's uh, like begging for money on the internet got real easy. <laughs> like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You don't even have to go outside anymore. It was like, everybody was like, Hey, I'm a broke college student. Well, every college student is broke. Correct. I mean, yeah, I mean, the listen, hustle is not there <laughs> at the end of the day. You got to live with yourself. Right. So I'm glad that these venues are available. Like these ways are available for people to actually get money if they need money. 
and people can easily do that, that's awesome. But there are always going to be assholes out there who take advantage. I have a new iPhone. I'm on Wi-Fi. I got kids running around in the background with food all over their faces. And my nails are done up, but I need money. Send it to my cash app, please. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I see. All right. Really? You, You see that even now? Yes. I saw it just the other day. I question the nails. <laughs> Who is doing the nails? I, I need know. them. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was the one thing. It, it just annoys me. I, now I just want to, I want to scam people. I want to be. I want to be like uh, the the what's the TV show you watch? The oh um, uh, yeah. Come I don't with even facts. know Shark Tank scamming. Everything scamming we know. Is no the stupid reality TV show you were watching? Married at first sight. Except for they're getting catfished. Ninety Day Fiance. Thank you. Yes. What was the TV show you just said? Married for I said Shark Tank. Why? I don't know with the S. <laughs> Where's that one TV show where they're getting scammed? Oh yeah, Shark Tank. Every idea is a scam. <laughs> Sometimes you think I need a hundred thousand dollars to scam the shit out or- of you. <laughs> for 25% of nothing because when I get out of here you get nothing exactly no 90 day fans say yeah you yeah. just just get some glamour shots of yourself boofer and we'll put them on the internet on some Russian website do they still have those at malls glamour shots they used to at um was it the Manassas mall I saw oh. I think they <laughs> okay. had right. one out right. there really, that is ridiculous <laughs> there's no way I'm going to a Manassas mall <laughs> this is can't win for losing Just your average how to bet on games and hopefully be successful at it podcast. Mainly sports, sometimes life, mostly correct, but always entertaining. You can follow us on Twitter at CWFL Podcast. Also subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever popular podcasts are sold. I am your host, Boofer T. Justice. And on today's dais, we have actress, YouTuber, opposer of scamming people online, <laughs> uh, Gabrielle Elizabeth Marie. Hi, loves. Uh, so, uh, Gabby, there's some sad news in the sports world. Oh, man. What's going on? We mourn the loss of the XFL. Oh, you just <laughs> took the wind out of my sails. Are you? I have a whole thing on that, Boofer. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do, do. What, what information were you going to... I love how you asked me the other day. You're like, do you know about the X? And then you asked me and I said, <laughs> like an idiot. I said, no. And I was like, okay, Why? I'll talk about it on the podcast then. That's what I said. <laughs> what information did you have that you uh, that you wanted to go over? About? Well, well, I'll take it from here. Okay. I'll, All right. I'll let the on, brains go. On Friday, April 10th. Okay. I didn't want that. The thing XFL go. suspended all operations. All right. Everyone out there. Laid off employees. Multiple sources. They told ESPN that the league has laid off nearly all of its staff. A handful of executives remain employed. Who knows what that really means, though? But the big news is, okay, the XFL currently has no plans to return in 2021. Mm -hmm. So here's the problem with that. The XFL said they had enough money to uh, last three years. So that was a lie. (laughs) Seriously. I feel like Maury Povich or what was that TV show? They're like, that's a lie. Go ahead. Yeah, and then, so, all right, some represent. I don't think it was Vince who said this. Vince Beckenbayon, is that his name? What are you, first name basis <laughs> yeah. with Vince? So, Vinny, he didn't say this one, but someone <laughs> for the WE said, given the uncertainty of the current environment, the XFL has suspended operations. It's evaluating the next steps, but people are calling bullshit on mm-hmm. this. Okay. Uh, so, I guess the COO, his name is... Uh, Andrew sh- Luck? No, no, or- no, Jeffrey Pollack. Oh, okay. Thought, he decided to have a conference call with some of the main people i guess and some of the players when you're a big wig you have conference calls mm-hmm. and one of the people who was fired during that conference call basically spoke out they were not named he got okay uh, he got zoomled what is it called <laughs> yeah he did he got zoomled <laughs> he got dumped by zoom through zoom <laughs> so he ends up saying listen essentially the xfl is toast you know from what i gather they're not coming back everything is done it's completely over. So my question to you, Boofer, was going to be, mm-hmm. all right, yes, got it. you're St. Louis Battlehawks. Cool, cool. Yeah, the the receiver, LaDamian Washington, he was among those who were reacting to the whole thing, and he reacted <laughs> on Twitter, and he ended up saying... I'm, I can already tell you right now, shut the F up. <laughs> okay, well, 
it wasn't, you know, it was like, come on, you're going to give up that easily? I would have been pissed. All right, tell he me says, RIP XFL 2020, gone but never forgotten with the prayers and just like a, what is face it? Palm. A face palm? Yes. Yeah, emoji. So it appears that the XFL might be the first pro sport league to fall victim uh, to what's going on. All right. To the, uh, it shall not be named. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Boofer. Mm-hmm. What is your take on the recent loss of your St. Louis Battlehawks and the XFL's decision to not return for another season? Uh, so they said they had no plans on coming back for another season, right? Or, or for the 2021 season. They didn't say that, okay, they didn't come out and say that they're done. But I also heard reports that they were filing for bankruptcy and something else. I can't remember what it was. It just, it didn't, everything that pointed to what happened didn't point to it's over yet everybody mm-hmm. who's tweeting about it and uh making all their comments they're acting like it's over but mm-hmm. i don't i don't think that i've called my last cacaw oh okay so there's still life in the cacaw well tell me <laughs> <laughs> you're saying there's a chance uh <laughs> I, I don't like how the teams i mean i guess the teams do have to give like a little shout out to the fans and be like oh you've been great uh, but I don't think they have to act like it's dire straits just yet. I mean, obviously, I don't know. I I believe someone's going to buy it. So th- before the shutdown even happened, there was talks about would the XFL be interested in buying the AAF? AAF? I'm just going to mm-hmm. go ahead and take a look. The AFL? The AAF. A American Associated Football League? Yeah, the AAF. Okay. I don't know why I can't say that. I'm just going to get a lot of things wrong today. Let's just get that straight right now. I'm going to say <laughs> wrong things. I'm going to say players on wrong teams. I'm just. I'm just uh-huh. <laughs> so I don't think I've called my last good call. That's my point. Oh, good. I'm so happy to hear that. I want to have your hope. Well, it's very slim hope. But <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, I don't think it'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing I was getting is, uh, is that all you got? That's all I got. Okay. So the one thing I was excited about this uh, this upcoming week. Oh, man, I am terrible. Let me just take another sip and slow the F down. All right. That's good. Slow the AAF down. <laughs> Stop. These are expensive mics. I don't want to spit beer all over them. Uh, the UFC uh, 249 was supposed to be this weekend, I believe it was. Uh, and up to last week, I was looking forward to it because something to bet on. And then as soon as I said... Uh, I am going to start looking into who's fighting. Like the next day, they were like, "All right, we got we got to cancel it." Mm-hmm. So that's that's that. Still not betting on CPU CPU games. You can just kiss that goodbye. Good uh, for you. <laughs> the one thing that uh, sports books did do, they pulled the plug on one of the NBA 2K player tournaments that they had that they were shown on uh, TV. Hmm, why? Because they were pre-recorded. I could tell they were pre-recorded. I think I mentioned this last time because uh, Rui Hachimura was playing and he said he was in dc and it was dark out and i looked at him on tv and it was light out on his tv i was uh. like does he live in a different universe because that's not how it works <laughs> so they they obviously played him uh beforehand and it seems like one of the results the the results had leaked out so all the books pulled the bets on it uh i don't, I don't do you think uh they'll be able to Lead. What the hell am I doing? I don't. I, I'm trying to figure out what my notes are. I don't care about my notes. I'm. I'm just going off the cuff at this okay. point. Also, something came out that everybody was interested in, and I was kind of interested in. Is all the New Jerseys have come out or coming out lately? They're just spilling the beans. Redskins fans want New Jerseys for some reason. I don't know why they're doing that. The 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 the, the, the jerseys are fine. There's nothing wrong with it. They just want different color combinations. But they keep calling them New Jersey. Stupid <laughs> red Uh So the Bucks came out with their New Jerseys. Uh, the Falcons and the Colts and the Browns, they also came out with New Jerseys also. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bucks came out with not New Jersey. The Bucks came out with what was referred to as the 2000s jerseys, which they got rid of the alarm clocks, and I'm happy about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Falcons came out with your favorite. Uh, what do you keep calling it? I call it gradient, but you call it what? It's um ombre. 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 I, I always mispronounce it. I look every time you say that, I'm like, uh, you shop at Z Gallery too much. <laughs> I bought one pillow that had ombre as the description, and that's the only reason I know. Okay. Uh, the Colts came out with a secondary logo, which just looks fine. I I'm liked not, it. I'm not the biggest fan of it. Uh, what I am a big fan of is the numbers changed. That was the only thing that really changed on the jersey was the number, the way the numbers were shaped. 
And I thought they meant looked more cowboy, culty, culty, <laughs> culty-ish. And then the Browns changed their uniforms, which they went back to what they had originally, which was way better than this just writing Cleveland across their chest and the Browns along their legs. It's just terrible. I hate, don't mm-hmm. put, don't put your, the name of your team on, you know what that reminds me of? Uh, when you're young and your parents buy you a cheap jersey and it just says the name of the team on the, it's the color of the team and it says the name of the team on it and it has a random number on it. Probably the year that the jersey was made, the fake <laughs> jersey was made, right? So you can go uh-huh. to Walmart, get a whole bunch of 20s that mm-hmm. say, and the, and the player name on the back is uh, Redskin, <laughs> but it also says Redskin on the front too, as if you don't know what this terrible, uh, no stripes anywhere, not not a stripe on the thing, just the logo on the, on the side. I, I guess this is so they don't confuse it for the real thing. Like someone's gonna walk into Walmart and go, "Oh, they got authentic jerseys here for fifteen bucks." <laughs> that ain't happening. Uh, yeah, Tampa tees theirs their jersey on the off season. It's just it, if you don't give me the cream sickles, I, I don't want it. The NFL deserves the creams. The 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 it was referred to as the uh, the Bucko Bruce or whatever it is. It, it kind of <laughs> it it basically looked like a swashbuckling uh, Earl Flynn. Oh, I love that concept. Yes, <laughs> I want it. I love it too. I don't know why they won't bring it back. I thought they would have brought something back. They didn't really do anything. They just brought back the 2000. That kind of pissed off. Aww. Uh, I don't know. What's do you have anything else? To, 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 any news or anything? No, that was the no. The XFL was my big news. In other news, Gabby, here's something I think you're gonna enjoy. Uh the the Blues had a Zoom conference. With all the players, right? Mm-hmm. They're all little tiny uh, boxes, everything. Uh, and they actually talked about Gloria. Oh, did they? Yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, Gloria was a 2019 thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, defenseman Vince Dunn, number 29 in your program, made a mention of the victory song that they have been playing in the locker room after the uh, wins during the 2020 season. Mm-hmm. Gabby? Would you like to take a stab of what song they play? Keep on believing. <laughs> oh, what a terrible song. So let me let me give you a little clue. And maybe I so there's been a lot of songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, most of the songs that they play in the back are more upbeat kind of party type songs. Yeah. And, um, don't say so. yeah like you knew. You just gave me don't be, don't stop believing. Mm-hmm. You just don't <laughs> stop. That you think they would play that Gloria, after a victory? Gloria. Okay, so it's not on the same level. Okay, got no, it. not at all. Um, I can give you another clue as you keep thinking. Uh, I believe this is an '80s hit, classic '80s hit. Like anything from the '80s is going to be fun, fun to dance to. It's got a good beat, and you can dance to it. I believe is what the phrase is. Is it more pop or more like a rock and roll? Oh, it's hit. definitely more pop. Mm-hmm. Girls or boys? Girl, uh, they're hockey players, so they're boys. <laughs> no, the singer. The singer is a, a he's a gentleman. A gentleman. Yes, he is. Right. I don't mm-hmm. think he's a gentleman. Gentleman. I'll give you another hint. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I don't want to say that. <laughs> I thought of a hint, but I was like, I don't want to say something like that on a, on a podcast. It's terrible. Mm. I mean, uptown. I uptown girl. <laughs> It's Billy Joel's Uptown Girl. The guys are coming in from the locker room after a five to three sweep of the some other hockey team, and someone pumps on Uptown Girl. We've been living in. A- That's exactly what it is, Gabby. You've nailed it. You are pretty good. You should be in a locker room. You should win. They should have. They they usually have like a helmet or a bucket or. I don't know, some random object they give to the player of the game. Mm-hmm. You should get that right now. Mm-hmm. You got the winning bucket. I am their unofficial DJ. Um, they uh, they listen to, it's the Go-Go's, um, we got the beat, we got, or whoever that was. You know what I mean. The Bengals, we got the beat, we got the beat. <laughs> no, it was not. Here's the funny part. I didn't, I, in my notes, I forgot to write down the song was. Oh, what? <laughs> so the whole time I've been trying to remember what the song is. Oh. Uh, the song is Eddie Murphy's Party All the Time. Party All the Time. All right. Party All the Time. I love how I try to give you an upbeat story and I throw it to you and you're just like, eh. All right. 
No, it's great. It's fantastic. Partying. 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 Okay, so Gloria. Like, like all the time? All the time. I mean, ugh. You can't do it all the time. It's extreme. What are you going to do on the ceiling and then on the floor? Right. All the time? <laughs> I don't even know the rest of the lyrics. Um, yeah, It's fine. It's it's okay. I thought you'd get more excited. There's just, hey, you don't, hey, look. This is where the honesty in the podcast comes in, right? Mm-hmm. I give you exciting news about how the Blues have a new song they sing after uh, wins, which they haven't told anybody because they keep it a secret. They finally told everybody. I let you know, and you just shoot it down like you're <laughs> <laughs> like it's a duck hunt. <laughs> just pull, and you're just, you're just the dog laughing at me at this point. <laughs> I mean, sorry. Do you even get any they of have, those references? Yes, it's okay. duck hunt. Okay. I used to oh, I that said when that when I was yeah. young. Um, <laughs> All right, so Gloria for me is something totally special. I remember hearing that when I was like driving around with my parents in the car when I was like seven years old and really wondering about the lyrics and being so confused by them because I thought she was talking to herself, right? Like I thought at that very young age that she had some sort of weird delusions and then to think that it's such a happy, upbeat song, but it's really so messed up at the same time. It's just a brilliant song like how, there's so much to it how old are you when you're thinking about this i was like seven or eight this doesn't make any sense what when did it come out i don't th- i'm <laughs> hey the time frame is not what i'm confused about <laughs> the, the, the thing i'm confused about is you're under the age of i don't know 20 <laughs> and going these lyrics speak to me <laughs> yes. unless it's like not a nursery rhyme teaching you something you should have been zoned out and just sang things all the time. There, It's like the Simpsons to me, right? I grew up on the Simpsons. I had no clue what the Simpsons were talking about until I turned like 20. And I was like, hey, there's other jokes in this show. Okay, as adorable as I want to see that, that's also very <laughs> worrying to me that you were able to just tune that all out. Like, hey, seriously. It was, to me, it was the Bartman. And then, you know, that was it. I was on the hype train. Uh, Bart, Bart Simpson? Was my hype man uh, <laughs> at the cowabunga. time. Cowabunga. do Don't have a cow. All this stuff. The t-shirts. Everything. Right? Uh-huh. Uh, I didn't. I, I I grew up as a kid. And when you're a kid and you watch cartoons, you kind of just zone out when you watch them. Right? Yes, you do. You, you, you're you like, hi, TV. You're now my babysitter for life. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know where my parents are. I'm watching you. Me and you now. It's, it's me, you versus the world. Mm-hmm. And you zone out. And for some reason, whenever I watch The Simpsons. For I don't know how many years, I just zoned down. I was just, this is what you're used to. So one day I was actually paying attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think it was the episode where Homer uh, went on a sugar high trip and was uh, dancing on, uh, he was like in, a, in his bed and was dancing on uh, donuts and stuff. And I was like, what the hell is going on mm-hmm. here? And then that's when it clicked. What do you want me to tell you? I just... I'm a late bloomer. <laughs> you really are. <laughs> You're Leo the late bloomer. Uh, Leo the late bloomer. That's, th- that's probably a book I did not read. <laughs> yes. I know I brought this up to you before. Have you? <laughs> yes. Did I act like I didn't hear about it before too? Yeah. Oh, sweet. <laughs> hey, I'm consistent. It's about a little tiger and he's kind of the only one who doesn't have friends and everything. He's <laughs> <laughs> a tiger and a guy who loves another guy. And another guy. <laughs> it's very familiar. Thank you. Gabby, a couple of episodes ago, we had Ami come on and talk Redskins, right? Yes, we did. We also had Jesse come on and talk uh, New York Giants, your beloved New York Giants, correct? Yes, it was fantastic. Are you sure it was fantastic? It was. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm doing the same bit over and over <laughs> Whatever. again. Whatever. <laughs> uh, and the way to top that off is to bring on a Phillies fan to berate me about yeah. Being a semi-Redskins type fan and then tell me how trashed the, the city is and everything, too. Because they won a Super Bowl two years ago. And now they've got, uh, they've got, they got, uh, they what, what's it called? They lord it over you. Well, no, no, they have scoreboard. They have scoreboard over anybody in, in D.C. right now. So, on that note, I would like to introduce from his own podcast. You can find it everywhere called The Missing Link. It's Josh McNutt. And he is on our show right now. Yes, it's so awesome. Hello. Hey, Hello. Hi. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for having me on. Uh, I am not going to berate you. Uh, I'm here to dispel the notion that all Eagles fans are rambunctious. I'm going to be civil for this I, one. I am always uh, used to getting berated, so it's okay. Just go at it. Uh, so <laughs> that, that leads to my first question. I have Flyers and Phillies fans who are actually nice people 
Are they just lying to me that they're not really from Philly or they're not even fans of a Philadelphia team? What? No, I mean, look, I might be biased, but I think it's one of the best fan bases in sports. Um, It it really depends on where you go, right? If you're coming to the link, if you're going to a a away game at one of the Eagles uh, home games that are always wild and fun, you know, you're going to get teased a little bit. You know, it's all in good fun. Uh, Most people, I would say, are very civil and shake everyone's hands that's around them in the stands. I've I've always seen great uh, camaraderie and sportsmanship between the two sides. So, you know, I think we travel pretty well, too. Uh, we get a bad rap, but uh, we're not so bad. This sound, you sound like you just described every Cardinals fan, uh, St. Louis Cardinals <laughs> fan to me. But we are a very sports fan base. Yeah, essentially. We're, we're a very respectable fan base. Like, yes. so when, so, okay, so uh, the drop, uh, full honesty, I am a St. Louis fan, right? So when I used to go to FedEx Field dressed in my jersey, I wasn't getting mocked or anything like that. They would walk past me and then wait till they got 20 feet away and then yell, Tory Holt sucks, as if that's how you berate somebody. Um, well, they, of- they, they're, they're not, uh, you know, they're not saying it to your face. You know, they got to got to chase after those guys and give them to your mind. That's, that's the way that you stop. And you can't be bullied. That's that's the first thing I need to do in a blue jersey, run after a person in a red jersey, surrounded by a whole bunch of red jerseys. to get beat up. Yeah, yeah correct. Uh, but I also had friends who are Philly fans, and we were talking about going up to Philly back when St. Louis had a team. And I was like, I don't think I want to go up in there. That's That sounds like, you know, there's a lot of horror stories that go up there. Well, you uh, know what I would say? If you're in the NFC East and, like, there's this uh, deep-seated rivalry, like, if you're a Redskins, Cowboy, Giants fan, uh, you need to watch out. I mean, you know, that, that you're going to get the worst of it. But, you know, St. Louis fans, people that we perceive as, you know, look, it's just a friendly competition. We see you every four years. That's not so bad. I would say that's a pretty enjoyable experience compared to what the other guys get. We, at one time, we were in FedEx Field. I was actually wearing a Redskins jersey. My friend, who is actually a 49ers uh, fan, was wearing a 49ers jersey. And some Redskins fan yelled at him and said, you're wearing the wrong jersey. You suck. And I said all this stuff. And then I turned to him. I said, uh, they were playing the Arizona Cardinals at the time, uh, at that game. I said, he hates the Cardinals. Uh, you're going to hate the Cardinals today. What are you yelling about? And they, they just <laughs> sat there and looked at me. And we walked all the way down the length of the uh, the row where the uh, the parking lot and it, as soon as we got to the very end, this guy come running all the way back down, and he, he came up to my friend and was like, "Hey, man, I'm sorry. I, I just I don't know what I got." I was like, "You're oh. actually apologizing? This is weird. Super nice of him. Wow. I know it yeah. was very weird." Mm-hmm. Uh, th- uh, so between the Flyers, the Eagles, and the Sixers, does does anybody care about the Phillies? Uh, I think at this point, with Bryce Harper coming, I mean that's really exciting. But I think they had a pretty disappointing year, and obviously with this season being essentially canceled so far due to the COVID-19 situation, it's just uh, died down more yeah. so than the others. You know, it's just a, it's kind of the forgotten sport right now. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, besides the Bryce signing, like, I really haven't heard of a Philly fan since John Crook. I mean, you had Howard for like a long time, right? But like, yeah. you guys have been kind of quiet up there. You haven't really done. There was a pennant a long time ago, but I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Well, it, look, when you have the Astros cheating every year, it's hard to win. <laughs> Banging. Uh, <laughs> well, it's also, I mean, I'm also have my nose stuck so far up the cards ass it's really not that hard not to be a fan of baseball (laughs) (laughs) uh so so you know i can't assume that uh he's he's mentioned that philly fans are really not that bad right Mm -hmm. i assume we both love chris long oh absolutely uh we both have he's a big man crush of my both mine and my fiance's uh, actually yeah. uh gabby big virginia tech fan he went to tech oh nice <laughs> it's gonna be no, ongoing he to virginia. Oh, t- <laughs> ah, he yeah, went nice to the, try you can't be stealing guys no uh, he, went, works. he went he's to, a who he went to the the one across the street <laughs> yes. wrong virginia school all right. it's all the same right it's all the same <laughs> howie long owns a lot of property down in uh southern virginia i don't know why uh i i believe we also have this complex love hate for donovan oh mcnab yep yeah, I, look, um, I, I have very mixed feelings on Donovan. You know, growing up with him as the main quarterback, uh, being drafted in '99, it's just you ride the highs, and obviously there were good times, especially uh, the 2004 season when you go to the Super Bowl and lose to the deflating Patriots. Um, in, in the in the years since, and just appreciating, you know, Carson and, and what he's done for us, and just the the talent that he displays. Um, Donovan was always very look. It's kind of the same situation that we have that we have it now where there's not a lot of receiving help. Mm-hmm. And outside of T.O. that one year, Donovan didn't really have a lot of help. So you hear stories about him throwing up in the Super Bowl and some <laughs> of his clutchness being questioned. And, and all those things really play into who he is. I think he did himself no favors once he retired. The things that he's been saying and the way he kind of acts towards the new Eagles. And I think yeah. some of that stuff has soured the Philadelphia opinion on him, honestly. 
I, we also have explained overtime to him. You forgot that one. Oh, that's true too. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize that. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> You're first so quarterback. You don't think I was going to make fun of him? I, I, I almost went to that Super Bowl down in Jacksonville. My mom lives down there. I almost went to that Super Bowl where he threw up. It was his only Super Bowl, well, but you know what I mean. I'll tell you what. Outside of that, I, I really appreciate the second round pick you guys gave up. That was very generous. <laughs> Much uh, appreciated. Uh, you know what? But if if we got this complex love hate for Donovan, but we all, I assume everybody across the league probably has to love Randall, right? Like that's who I remember growing up as the quarterback of the Eagles for the longest time. Uh, yeah, especially especially before we had Vic, uh, Brown or Cunningham was just that guy, you know, yep. like that dude. They one that everyone just looked. He was a shy show. Everyone loved to watch him. He wasn't on any great teams, correct? Because um, Reggie White had long uh, passed since when he became a a more um, fixture in the in Eagles lore, but. It's always great to look back on highlights. He's just a human highlight reel. I think that Vic, the more recency bias of that 2010 season, starting with the Redskins, <laughs> has kind of washed over uh, the fandom. And most people cling to Vic when they think about highlights and athletic quarterbacks. But Randall, it, he was amazing to watch. And we also, all, we, everybody, like he's a guy that nobody could hate. And also mm-hmm. on the same on the same level, we all have a soft spot for Reggie, right? It's just mm-hmm. those are all the Eagles players that. Uh, that I when you say Eagles, those are what I think of, right? I hate to think of Donovan, but you have to think of Donovan. <laughs> yeah. But but that's my point. Even you're though, missing you're missing one big one. One big Brian one. Dawkins. Uh, true, the headhunter. <laughs> Up and X. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, but but even uh, I'm pretty sure Brett and Reggie uh, talked together before that play when Reggie got the uh, the sack record. Uh, I mean, I, I was look. trying to find footage of it again, but <laughs> I remember speculation. I, they were there was some huddle, and then there was like some out of huddle, huddle kind of next to the line, kind of whispering, talking, mm-hmm. and the next thing you know, Reggie breaks the sack record. It, he looked untouched is when he went in there. Well, look, a win's a win, a record's a record, right? <laughs> that's um, true. That's true. Uh, yeah, like I'll take it. You know, but not again, a lot of happy days in those in those early Eagle. Um, 90s, so you know, I'll take what I can get. Uh, I wish it would have stand. I, I can't remember. Someone just broke the record a couple of years ago. I can't remember who it was. Uh, Gabby's going to fact check for me. Uh, a straight hand, wasn't it? Uh, no, 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 no. I think it was someone else. Uh, she'll, she'll figure it out. Uh, so, the to, to get into uh, my first question I got for you, I got to go long winded because I got to explain uh, Gabby the history of the Eagles a little bit, right? Who, who was it? Bruce Smith. His number, he's got 200. What? That's, there was, I thought there was someone else. Okay, okay. I'll look it up later. Uh, so, talking uh, Philly quarterbacks, right? Uh, the Eagles make a decision that uh, Wentz was the guy by signing him to a four-year, $128 million contract with like 66 guaranteed at signing and a lot more guaranteed off of whatever. And just to give Gabby you a little backstory here. But, okay, so let's say it's like uh, 2012, right? And you're Nick Foles, and you're loving life, and you're the backup QB. You just got in the league, mm-hmm. and you're in Philadelphia, and every morning you're driving along in your car to work, singing to Call Me Maybe, right? <laughs> and we are young. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're just backing up Mike Vick and getting a couple starts here and there due to injuries. But then uh, the 2013 draft comes along. They draft Matt Barkley. Uh, Vick gets hurt. Barkley sucks. Uh, Nick gets nodded, right? And then he makes the Pro Bowl that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though uh, Nick had played second fiddle to Mike Vick for a while, he eventually gets a starting role in 2014. But unfortunately, right, his, he breaks his collarbone midseason. But the upside of that is uh, all Philly fans get to see uh, Mark Sanchez go 4-4 four and four for the rest of the season, right? Yeah, it was a glory to watch. <laughs> you fast forward a couple of months, St. Louis and Philly start talking, right? This trade happened, swapping Nick and Sam uh, in some other trade picks, I think it was. Uh, the Rams shove about $2 million into uh, Nick's pocket. He goes 4-7 and seven in St. Louis. Uh, in the offseason, uh, Nick gets pissed off because the Rams draft uh, Jared Goff. Uh, he asks for a release. He gets it. He talks about retiring, but then alternatively, he signs with KC, right? So in 2016, uh, I think it was like week eight or so, his number gets called again because Alex Smith, as we all know in D.C., gets hurt. <laughs> I think I think this was the first start of his getting hurt. I don't think he really got that hurt in the beginning of his career. Uh, but uh, Nick gets, goes in. He wins. He gets a start for week nine. And then next thing you know, Alex is back, and they put Alex back at the start. He gets renamed. right? And then after that, Casey doesn't pick up on his second-year option. 2017 rolls around. Nick is back in Philly, backing up Carson now, right? Yep. Uh, 
let's see, it was what, it was like week 14 or so, Carson tears his ACL. And yes, now, the Rams. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, sorry. <laughs> but no, good thing, right? This is almost <laughs> this is almost like a rally around Kurt Warner, right? Cuz now after that happens, Nick Foles is a god in Philly, right? Uh Absolutely. 2018, they flip-flop the next season uh cuz Wentz seems to, you know, always have some small injury bug mm-hmm. and they keep they keep flip-flopping uh, flip And then at the end of that season, Philly wants to pick up the twenty million option on Knicks, and I can only assume Knicks agent is on the phone screaming, "Don't sign anything," <laughs> right? Because next thing you know, Knicks down in Jacksonville, he signs an eighty-eight million dollar contract with uh, fifty million guaranteed, and you can't fault him for that because I would have signed, I would have ran as fast as I could to sign something in like a heartbeat. that. Sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess my main point is, right? You bring in a guy. He has some promising first couple of seasons. You trade him. He bounces around a bit. He comes back. He wins you a Super Bowl, right? You offer him a shit extension, and then he leaves. And you offer the other guy you had all the real money. Mm-hmm. So my question to you, Josh, is was Philly happy? And I don't. I assume not too much, right? With the decision to pay Carson all that money at the beginning of last season, and then after this past season on a new contract. Have the Eagle fans come around to say, man, I guess giving all that money was a decent idea. I, I just don't understand. I mean, I don't I don't know what the Philly ex- or thought process are. Yeah, no, I, I have no problem enlightening you. Um, so, you know, this is something that is it's hard. Um, you're kind of dealing with someone who was a folk hero, someone who had a extremely hot streak and mm-hmm. won a Super Bowl, the very first Super Bowl uh, for the city of Philadelphia. And there's a statue outside of the link for a reason. You know, it's something that's going to hold a, a place in our hearts forever. And it's something I'll never forget. You know, I, I literally cried. Yeah, you know, it, was, they, it, it was like our Warner, but we didn't put a statue up for Warner. But same on the same scenario. Okay, absolutely. So and the other thing that deals into that is there the legend of Nick Foles, if you will, is in 2013, as you alluded to, he actually threw 27 touchdowns and only two interceptions. Yeah, it's amazing. And that was the year of wow. Chip Kelly. There was a lot of excitement going on. So um, Nick has done no wrong. You know, uh, it, the, the only thing is, and, and here's, I'm going to probably make some people mad on my side as well as yours, but I think that the Eagles by and large made the best decision they possibly could for their future. Okay. And the reason behind that is you had a hot streak and something that I think anyone who has watched Nick Foles throughout his career in the, like St. Louis and in KC is he's not as talented as Carson is just straight up objectively. Mm-hmm. And I liken Nick Foles's run to Joe Flacco's run for the Ravens in 2012. Okay. You had a, a quarterback who was just on fire, you know, could not miss, uh, was playing out of his mind. And of course, both teams rode that to a Super Bowl victory. But I think that you can ask any Ravens fan, do they regret giving Joe Flacco $120 million? And the answer would emphatically be yes. Yeah. And I, I think that that similarly would have been the case with Nick because you have someone waiting in the wings who – you know, most people wouldn't give up on a draft pick after four years, even if they were terrible. You know, Carson had had a 2017 season that was incredible. You know, even with him getting hurt, he was on pace to be the MVP. He had over 3,000 yards, 33 touchdowns, and seven interceptions before he got hurt in week 13. I mean, he was on pace to win that MVP. So it, it's really tough to turn away from that and not give the kid a chance and let him grow. And he wasn't going to be able to grow with a Super Bowl hero backing him up. Mm-hmm. So they tried to get what they could for him. He ended up signing with Jacksonville. We got a comp pick, which we used this year uh, to trade for Darius Slay. So yep. it, it, I think it all worked out. Uh, but you see what happened in Jacksonville. You know, Nick has been benched. Um, you know, it's 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 just something that I don't know what it is about Andy Reid and Doug Peterson's system, but that seems to just be where he thrives. I felt uh, last year Philly had a legit chance to make some depth in the in the, the playoffs. You guys went on like this three-game losing streak in the beginning of the year to like New England, Seattle, and Miami. Miami, Miami of all teams, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, I assume Patriots every- lost too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I assume everybody uh, was started talking about uh, you needed to win the season out, right? Because at five and seven, uh, you can just kiss the wild card goodbye, right? And so we the- thought, yeah. And then at week sixteen, you got versus the Cowboys, and that's really kind of the first playoff game of the year. You guys were on a four-game tear. You're getting hot at the exact right time you need to be. Uh, and then the birds draw the Hawks in a wild-card game. Uh, usually, the loser of the meeting of the two teams earlier in the season, the, the loser has a bounce-back game, right, in the second meetup. But that didn't happen, right? Uh, and also, <laughs> what was up with that score? Like, in Week 12, you lost to the Seahawks 17-9. Uh, and in Week 16, you, lose, you beat Dallas 17-9. And in the wild-card, you lost to Seattle 
Uh, yeah, we were a lucky number. <laughs> or unlucky, I guess, is the way to look at it. Uh, but the obvious thing, uh, something's up in Philly. Uh, you're 0-2 in the playoffs since winning the Super Bowl, right? Are there any glaring mm-hmm. needs that the Eagles need to address in the offseason, this offseason, or have they, that will help them, you know, at least get to one and two so far? <laughs> uh, sure. To get to that one and two in yeah, the playoffs. I mean, of course, playoff wins and obviously Super Bowl wins are, are the key thing that you look for and the success that you want to have. But every team goes through ups and downs and you want to build towards something that lasts. You know, ever, obviously, the, the emulation for that would be a, a Pittsburgh Steelers, a Baltimore Ravens, a New England Patriots, you know, you or you know, even the Saints, you know, you want to be in a, a position to win every single year. It's a crapshoot, right? It's a lottery. You don't know how it's going to go. Things can go one way or another. For example, in the Seahawks game, Carson gets hurt in the first series. You know, mm-hmm. like that's unlucky. Um, so this kind of plays into um, why I think that they made a great decision with keeping Carson, not only with, you know, Patrick Mahomes coming up with his contract, Jared Goff with what he got paid, and Dak Prescott's been all over the news about what he may get paid. Yeah, it looks like a be. bargain what they gave Carson considering his talent level and where we're going into the future. And you got to think too, this plays into uh, the weaknesses of the Eagles roster, especially coming into this year is wide receiver last year in the Atlanta game. Deshaun Jackson had a fantastic opener, right? Yep. I think it was four catches, 155 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, that's electric, but he pulls his hammy gets hurt. Isn't able to even compete in the Falcons game. And then all Sean Jeffrey has been in and out of the lineup pretty much throughout the entire year. So the last four game stretch, uh, the reason why I feel so good about Carson and this team coming into this year is Carson had really no talent. I mean, he has Zach Ertz, an amazing tight end. Goddard is also a very good tight end as the second string. Mm-hmm. But we had Greg Ward Jr., who was a former college quarterback as our main receiver in the slot. And Carson over that time for the last four games, 1,200 yards, 68, 68% completion percentage and seven touchdowns, no interceptions. With well, that, that wide receiving core. Well, that's just quarterback to quarterback, knowing what to do. <laughs> well, you can say that, but I mean, think about think about the talent level that Dak Prescott has, right? Yeah. Um, you know, he's throwing out to Amari Cooper. He can hand off to Zeke Elliott. He has this quote unquote best offensive line in football, and you know, he's not putting up numbers like that, or at least it's comparable. So I think that with Carson, if we can get him some weapons on the outside to free up the middle of the field, the sky's the limit. Yeah, that kind of talks to how New England kind of does their thing too, right? They don't go out and get flashy players. They just get people and, and players that can uh, handle the system that they've got in place. And I think uh, the Phillies kind of uh, molding themselves kind of behind that a little bit also, finding the players that will fit into the positions that they have available. I hope they find better players to fit on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> so so you got Malcolm Jesus. He didn't get uh, his option picked up for t- uh, 2020. Uh, mm-hmm. Then they sa- sign uh, Jalen Mills right on a one year and it looks like he's going to slide over to uh an open safety behind um uh jason peters he's 38 years old josh mccown i don't know if he'll be back he's 41 i think he retired yeah yeah yeah. darian sproles he's 38 your free agent list (laughs) your free agent list is older than the 2020 hall of fame inductees (laughs) like (laughs) uh a a lot of the signings they did were pretty much one-year deals uh but but are they really free agents you would uh, – but if they're – I mean, are there really any of them that you would like them to sign or keep or didn't want to let go? I mean, I've, I've looked at the list. I'm not really sure what's going on over there. Sure. So the ones that we let go, um, like you alluded to, I mean, the, the biggest one, I would say, Jason Peters, for example, great eagle, all-timer, going to be a Hall of Fame yep. offensive tackle one day. Um, you know, we salute you, but we have Andre Dillard, a first-round draft pick last year that did pretty well in his stead because he was kind of in and out of the lineup. So being able to step in there, see what he can do in year two and let him grow into that role as a blindside protector is important. You know, like this is how football goes. You um, have, unfortunately, people who look, Jason Peters can still play, but he's nowhere near the Hall of Fame talent he was maybe three, four years ago. So you need to learn how to say goodbye, let the new talent come in and learn and grow and become their own man. And you can't do that by sitting on the bench. Yeah. So let him go. Darren Sproles has been going through an injury history. He's been a fantastic player, not just for the Eagles, but I've been a fan of his from the very time he was drafted by the Chargers. Four years. Now yeah. top five in all-time yardage. I mean, for a 5'6 gentleman, that is just incredible. Yeah. Um, but he's been hurt the last couple of years, and he retired on his own accord. I mean, he understands that his body can't do what it once did. Um, but the, the one that hurts and the one that I personally disagree with is letting Malcolm Jenkins go. Okay. Um, you re-signed Jalen Mills to move from cornerback where speed has been a very big issue for him. Uh, he's okay in the red zone because he's decently with man-to-man coverage, but he lets people get behind him quite often. And you move him over to safety, which he hasn't played since college. 
And you're kind of hoping that he can at least mimic what Malcolm Jenkins brings to the table, which maybe his skills have diminished slightly, but that guy was a chess piece. You would line him up over the tight end. You'd put him deep. He was a leader on the field, vocal, someone that the guys trust in the locker room. And it's just tough to let him go, especially for the price tag that he signed for, which wasn't extraordinary amount of money with the Saints. But, you know, um, I trust Howie, and I'm hoping that in the draft we can find a young replacement to groom. So uh, speaking of that, are there anything, is there anything out there you would like the Eagles to sign? As of right now, I like what they're doing on the, the defensive line. So last year we have Fletcher Cox, who is by and large one of the top two or three defensive tackles in the game. Um, you have Brandon Graham, who's a Super Bowl hero uh, on one side with the defensive end. And then we have Derek Barnett, who has been disappointing, but still has some potential on the other defensive end spot. Malik Jackson, who was a big signing of ours from Jacksonville last year, got hurt in the first game uh, with a foot injury he was out for the rest of the year and we really struggled to fill that second defensive tackle spot and it was just stopping the run rushing the passer all those things everyone can double team Fletcher because the, the other defensive tackle wasn't a threat so by signing Jason Har- Javon Hargrave from um, the Steelers that kind of just buttons that up completely you can move these guys around the defensive line create that pressure and that eases my concern about the secondary because when you're generating that much pressure from the from the front four good things can happen on the back end uh, I would prefer that we don't put a corner in the free safety spot. But again, <laughs> we'll see how the draft shakes out. And hopefully yeah. we can replace some of those holes with some young guys. So uh, my friend Jesse over at uh, Bacon Games Fantasy Sports, shout out to him. Uh, mm-hmm. He mentioned that uh, he looks at he poured over some data a little bit and he likes trading his uh, late round picks to trade up. Like he likes to getting into the fourth round, right? Because he feels like you can get some quality players out of there. Uh, and you guys, I believe, have, like, what, three or four fourth-round picks or something like that? Uh, we do, yeah, three. Uh, is there any idea what they might be looking for depth-wise, possibly, to pick up to fill in these holes that you're talking about? Yeah, I mean, one of the biggest holes, I think, would be a, a swing offensive tackle. So, uh, Halapoli Vitae, who was our swing tackle for about three, four years since we drafted him, signed for five years, $50 million with the Lions this offseason. Mm-hmm. So losing him as just a third offensive tackle that, you know, if either of your guys go down and we have two great ones, you know, Dillard is going to be coming into his own. Lane Johnson could be one of, if not the best right tackles in the league. When they go down, you need someone who's capable to fill in. Um, some Eagles fans might have some uh, ghost pat, ghost of a Christmas pass when it comes to our left tackle turnstile for our third offensive tackle position. And that, that spot's very important. So I'm hoping that they fill in some offensive line depth. Jason Kelsey, our center, has been a, a stud he has been uh, an all pro all the last three years but he you know he's getting older and if he gets hurt what are we going to do we can yeah. slide in our left guard and then we have to fill in the left guard spot so backup offensive linemen are, are going to be extremely important in the upcoming season that's shifting around that offensive line i've always hated i mean it, it's it's a necessary thing that needs to get done especially in in-game situations but it just annoys me when they slide some guy in there that doesn't know what he's doing Mm-hmm. it's tough i mean you practice the one thing for the entire season right and then you know week 14 okay now you got to go from left to right yeah and it sounds simple but it's really hard yeah uh, i mean i've always said if i'm gonna play nfl it's gonna be long snap that's it <laughs> i'm just gonna <laughs> snap throw it back as far as possible and just grab the legs in front of me yeah i played receiver in college and i was a z so i was out on the right hand uh, corner of the the field and if you would have put me in the slot or if you would have took me to the left side of the field my everything would have been off from route running to to everything you just get used to doing it a certain way uh gabby what was your favorite route it was um the left banana <laughs> <laughs> i just like to throw under the bus once in a blue moon. it was it was a great answer though thanks you're almost there okay. <laughs> uh so speaking of wide receivers right you got ashan jeffries uh jeffrey sorry uh he's 30 uh deshaun jackson <laughs> he's 33 i don't is, do people even like uh jackson anymore in they love him oh they, they still love, love him oh, absolutely i can't imagine always that. loved him uh but he got cut so we blame chip kelly we don't okay. blame uh we got uh gabby's favorite uh philadelphia wide receiver only because of his name uh jj arthega <laughs> uh <laughs> wide side and then you got you mentioned uh greg ward jr earlier uh both of those two guys could could possibly have a sophomore slump right uh a lot of the pundits are saying that the wide receivers is the direction that the eagles will go with their first uh pick in the draft uh, y'all just traded uh, for uh, almost 30-year-old Darian Slay, right? You mentioned that also earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you find young talent that gets mentored by that with that pick, or do you find a linebacker, or is there definitely quality or a day-one starter in the mid-to-late first round you can think of, or do you just go wide receiver uh, with, so, the, with, the I guess, the 21st pick? Yeah, I mean, what, what do you think the Eagles really should do with that pick? 
Yeah, I think that uh, you're, you're kidding on a couple points. Um, you know, one is that with Darius Slay, especially just getting someone in the building who's a competent corner. And I mean, in his case, he's a top 10 corner. So yeah. it might be two years, might be three before he starts to decline. But having that on our team, considering our draft history, you know, Sidney Jones and Rasul Douglas and um, Jalen Mills are all draftees that have not panned out in the way we thought they would. So just getting someone in the building who's a veteran who can actually match up with the number one wide receiver is, is huge. Trust me. It's been a very, <laughs> very rough time watching some of our past defense. But with the first pick in the draft, um, I think that we really put ourselves in a hole. You know, you you pretty much put off every alert you possibly could to all the other teams in the draft that wide receivers where we're looking to go. You know, every single uh, sign that, signing that we had in free agency was on the uh, defensive side. So the only offensive uh, the only offensive signee that we had was Nate Sudfeld, who was a backup quarterback. Yep. So considering all those defensive resources going in free agency, it really just puts all the pressure on Howie to find a way to draft one of the top four receivers. I personally, considering the draft history, like you just mentioned, when it comes to fourth through seventh round, I would trade maybe a next year second, a next year third. I would do whatever it took to get up into the top 15 and draft one of the top three receivers, Henry Rugg, C.D. Lamb, or Jerry Jody. Uh, yeah, I, I see a lot of those guys. I like C.D. Lamb. I a couple of friends of mine are off on him. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> I, I I just like him. I I watched him in Alabama. I think he's gonna be a stud. Yeah, so he played I. in Oklahoma. He's I, shit. It's the it's the jerseys. <laughs> oh yeah, no, the red. It gets you. <laughs> I've been. I'm just the worst. <laughs> uh, so speaking of all this, say everything goes according to plan, right? How do you think the Eagles are going to fare in the NFC East? We're not talking records. We're just talking about a little bit better than them, a little bit worse than them, or just beast in the whole division. How do you, how do you feel it's going to end up? Um, uh, so I, I, you got to look at the competition, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think right now you can look at, and no offense, uh, I think you can look at the Redskins and the Giants as teams that are on a, on a little bit of a downward trend or kind of you know looking to find themselves, uh, their team identity, and get some players there to compete for the playoffs. And I think that the biggest comp- competition in the division is going to come down to the Eagles and the Cowboys, like it did last year. Uh, but one thing about that, of course, is you're signing like Amari Cooper to $100 million. Dak's going to get paid here soon. And that offensive line is getting a little bit older. And, you know, Travis uh, Frederick, the center, retired, you know, unexpectedly. So they're going to be a weaker team up front. And I think with some of this animosity coming basically between Jerry Jones and Dak Prescott and his representatives, because he wants the money that he deservedly should be paid. I think it's going to create this little bit of tension because there's always drama surrounding the Cowboys and it always just seems like it catches up with them sooner or later. Mm -hmm. So if I had to give you a prediction on how things would go this year, I would feel pretty comfortable saying we're going to go at least four and two, but I would lean more towards five and one. Okay. Just own in the division. Just own it. (laughs) I think so. Yeah. I think that if you look at the teams and the way that they're going, there's a lot of positivity, especially let's say we do trade up and get a number one receiver. It's going to be a lot of positivity surrounding the Eagles and everyone who has been there has been there for a while. Uh, so it's not going to be like, you know, new people coming in or new offensive schemes or new head coaches, none of that stuff. You know, it's the same staff. And, um, I think that they could do big things in the division. All honesty. I think I said a couple episodes ago that I thought that Philly was going to take a slide for some reason and end up fourth. And now that talking to you, I have completely changed my ways. I think, uh, Dallas is just a fake team. (laughs) They're just all great on paper and showmanship and, uh, lucky, uh, Campbell soup commercials for days and, and, <laughs> and having COVID coronavirus parties. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I did see that. Uh, oh, and I, I, I never said uh, the Redskins are going to be number one, but I, they got to be number four. I mean, I'm really out on their quarterback situation going on. Uh, and then I kind of like you, you think that the, uh, the giants on a little bit of slide. I think they're on a little bit of an incline. Yeah, I think, I think they are too. well, of course you think they are. <laughs> uh, well, new head coach, right? I mean, yeah, new head mm-hmm. coach, new, new team, new, new, New and no OTAs, no offseason. Yeah, be tough. Oh, yeah, well, that's all they wanted, right? That's all they wanted the CBA was to have uh, no, no, uh, I can't even think of what I'm talking about. Well, no, yeah, I mean, no two-a-days, no, Correct. no hitting. No, no hitting, know. that's what I was meant to say. Uh, and then also two two days of uh, preseason, or two games of preseason instead of four weeks of it. They, this is all they want. I, I also mentioned this on another podcast that uh, – you want, they want all that, but then the NBA wants 25 days to get ready to get back into shape to play to end of the season down. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Uh, so as the as an eye of an Eagle fan, right? What do you when someone says Washington Redskins to you? What's the first thing that goes through a Philly fan's mind? And I know I I think I'm aware of that. You have uh, attended a couple of the games in FedEx Field and recently, so you get to see 
you get to see the experience of what it is to be a Redskins fan, I guess, <laughs> cheering yeah. for no reason and then just leaving the stadium early. But I, not to put anything in your mouth, no, what, do, no. what, do, mean, what do you think about the Redskins when, when someone says Redskins to you? Well, here's the thing. I, I think I have a lot of Redskins fans uh, uh-huh. as friends, and it's um, I feel bad for them because Dan Snyder is uh, the devil. <laughs> I think that, you know, he he gives that team a bad name in a lot of ways. And I know that they're frustrated with him as well. It's a good thing that uh, Zor- or, um, um, oh my gosh, Gruden, Bruner, Bruce, Gruden. Bruce. Bruce oh, Bruce Allen. Bruce yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruce Allen. Allen. So it's a good thing that Bruce Allen is now gone because I know that was kind of the two headed dragon that everyone hated. That was a buddy buddy um, relationship that everybody hated. Yeah. Yes. But I can tell you. So if you look at the future and it, this is, of course, you know, subject to change depending on if they redskin it up. But you think about this year, they're in place to draft someone like Chase Young, right? Get a stud defensive stud, stud defensive end that can wreak havoc on the defensive line. And Ron Rivera is a great coach. Mm hmm. Like, no doubt about it. I believe so. Yep. As long as Dan Snyder stays out of his affairs and lets him coach and lets him build the team. I mean, if you are the Panthers from a, from the past 10 years, I think that's a pretty good outcome considering where they are now. As long as you understand that, that there's the Dan Snyder asterisk on everything. Mm-hmm. I, I, I talked to uh, a Giants fan, Jesse. Uh, he does. He hears about it, but he doesn't know how much it really is. And I'm like, it's really true. Like, you go listen to any interview of any coach that used to be here. They were like, I had to get out of there. My hands were tied. I couldn't do anything. I had control of nothing. It's all Snyder uh, yeah. from top. Do you think Ron Rivera will have sort of the, um, I don't know, the gravitas to stand up to him? Uh, you'd assume uh, a coach like that does because of his track record, right? Right. But then again, you get in a situation where someone's signing your paycheck, and you're like, "All right, mm-hmm. you get pissed mm-hmm. off enough, right?" Uh, people go behind your back. This, this is the everyday work situation. I'm not gonna right. act like I know how an NFL organization works, but you get people going behind your back, just doing things, not asking you to do it, they just having it done, and then eventually it's gonna break down and wear down a person. Like, whatever, it's your team. Okay. This is how you want it to mm-hmm. be. This is how it's gonna be. Now, is he going to end up like that? Maybe he might uh, kick the door down and walk in and be like, you know what? Uh, here's my badge. And I'm out of here. I don't know. It was. I didn't. Wouldn't check that be something? They oh ne- my gosh! They never tell you. <laughs> they never tell you what a head coach's contract is, right? And it, if it's guaranteed all the way up front, you'd see a lot more quittings. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, you also think about Kyle Shanahan and what he was saying during Super Bowl week, right? Like his time in Washington, he hated it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he hated mm-hmm. it. And uh, it's pretty powerful words. Most people are politically correct when they're talking to the media about their former employers. But hopefully the culture has changed. You know, with Rivera coming in there and cleaning the house, like I said, with um, Bruce Allen gone, that's, I think, a big step in the right direction. So it might not be this year, of course, but I would I would watch out. You know, for the next couple of years, they're going to start making good decisions, making good draft picks, especially if they're higher up in the draft order. And you can have yourself a pretty good squad. Yeah, I was trying to, I'm trying to look through my notes real quick. Uh, if Haskins that... works out. They, they cleave it there. <laughs> well, that oh my god, mm-hmm. that one I, that's another one. I, I keep talking about that high schooler. Didn't look great. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was trying to I was trying to go through my notes. Who's the who's the cornerback that just went to Seattle that said he got disres- He felt he's disrespected just by the oh, front. Shoot. I can't remember who it was. Not to not to bring up bashing on the Redskins all day. Uh, oh, you're talking about um, Josh Norman? Yeah. No, 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 no. He went to Buffalo. Uh, trying to- Sorry, I'm not keeping up with Redskins free agents. <laughs> <laughs> what good is the missing link podcast? Hey, all right, Josh, it is absolutely fantastic to have you on. I appreciate you coming on and going through all our stuff. I'm padding to see if Gabby can find it real quick. <laughs> uh, it's not important if you can't find it. Uh, you, sir, this is your time to plug anything you got. Any, any Anything. I don't care. Just go at it. <laughs> well, uh, I appreciate that. Uh, the only thing I have to plug, obviously, the people that are listening to this are mostly Redskins fans, but if you like what I'm saying, you want to hear what from an Eagles perspective, it is the missing link, but it's L-I-N-C, just like the Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia. So it's a at- fantastic name for a podcast. Yeah. When it- I saw it, I slapped my knee, and I said, this is the guy I got to talk to. Thank you. It, it took it took a little while, but we got the name in, in there. So it's um, I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and obviously any anywhere podcasts are. So we'd love to have you. I'd love to talk. And I'm pretty active on Twitter, so if you want to interact, that's the place to do it. Yeah, I implore anybody to go listen to it, even if you're not a Red, uh, not an Eagles fan or you're just a Redskins fan. You hate it. I mean, you, I mean, you gotta go know your enemy, right? And this is a good place mm-hmm. to go find that information because you, sir, run a tight ship, and it is informative and quick and easy. You only run like a thirty minute podcast, right? Yeah, thirty and under. I, I don't like you know fluffing things up and talking for an hour. I want to get to the you know the details and I want to inform people and get them ready for Sunday. Oh, I love dragging things on for hours on end. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has their style. <laughs> Uh, 
on that note, Josh, I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much, Josh. And we found out it's Trent Williams who was Absolutely. signed to Thank Seattle. Absolutely. Thank you both for having me. Yes. Trent Williams. You're welcome. Trent Williams. Trent Williams is, has not uh, signed a contract yet with the Redskins. No, no, no. He went to Seattle. What? Is this breaking news? I'll forget what I said. <laughs> he's still on the team. He's just he's mad at the uh, the medical staff. Yeah, there. he he won't sign, and he's sat out a whole year. Okay. But you both are very kind. Thank you both for having me on. It's been a pleasure. And uh, look, I look forward to coming back in the future. Yes, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, anytime we have a divisional game, you're more than welcome to come on and we can just talk smack and we can just talk smack about the Redskins. Cool, you know, those are going to be W's <laughs> on your end. <laughs> it might end up being one of those years. But uh, you you and everyone listening, you know, stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, let's get through this together. All right, Josh. Thanks for coming on. Thank Absolutely. you. So I enjoyed having Josh on. Uh, he is fantastic. He knows way more about football than I do. I mean, mm-hmm. way more about the Eagles. Totally understandable. I mean, he's got a whole podcast dedicated dedicated to it. The Missing Link podcast. Uh, find it on Stitcher and I believe Apple and probably on Google uh, Podcasts also. Right, and uh, it's the Missing Link spelled with the C, right? As correct mm-hmm. for the Lincoln Financials. Yeah, it's hilarious. I, I what I seriously, I told him just now. Uh, when I read it, I said, that is genius. I feel mm-hmm. like just for the naming factor to, to begin with, I should have thought of that and brought out and made a Eagles podcast. But he, <laughs> he told us, uh, trust me, people, he does a way better job than I could have ever done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm glad he's, he came on uh, and uh, set me straight. And I really didn't think that I'm telling you, I was down on the Eagles. I think he turned me around. Did he? Okay. I, I, uh-huh. I, I, you know how you know how what? players talk about uh, a coach like I'll run through a door for that coach. He just made me. Uh, I I don't know. I don't. It, he just talked him up. He gave you a thirty for thirty on the Philadelphia Eagles, just right there. A little bit. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, not like the entire history, but I mean. But no, I I was starting <laughs> to feel things that I didn't quite understand too as I was listening to him. You sound <laughs> like, like a you sound like a sixteen year old me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I now I believe that they can go. Four and two slash five and one almost. Mm-hmm. No problem. I, I believe that now that I'm completely convinced that the Cowboys are a joke. The Redskins don't have to stand a chance. They have a shot. I mean, you got to play the games, right? <laughs> yes. But the Cowboys are just spending so much money at this point that who knows what they're going to be able to do with that team in the future, in the near future. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the, true. The Redskins aren't really spending that much money. That's right. And I just said that as a stupid joke. Everyone out saving, there, don't hate me. They're saving mm-hmm. so much money on QB cash right now. It's not even funny. <clears throat> hey, Eagles, five and one Eagles. Watch it. Mark mark my words. Figure out what day it is whenever you're listening to it. Put it on your little calendar. Yeah. And then tell me I was absolutely correct at the end of the season <laughs> because Josh was correct at the beginning of the season. <laughs> right. To give him credit. I uh-huh. told 100% yeah. credit. Uh, I guess on that note, Gabby, we are on the outro. I... Thank you, Gabby, for listening to the Can't Win for Losing podcast today. You're welcome. Uh, you can check us out on our Facebook group. Uh, there's a page that we don't really post much to, but the group is the important part. Join the group, and hopefully we can get some uh, fan participation. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at CWFL Podcast. Uh, again, I tweet out stuff all the time. Uh, I also follow all the podcasts, that uh, all the guys that I've had on here. So... Uh, you can also find them all through the show notes or who I'm following also. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all great follows and they're all great uh, listens too. So you should definitely do that by coming out and checking me at CWFL Podcast. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. I corrugated it all. Corrugated? Is that right? I don't know. No, no, no. That's like cardboard. Corrugated cardboard? That's what I was talking about. I was talking about cardboard the whole time. <laughs> you, <laughs> you. I've cor- gathered all the information in one location to make it easy for you. I'm just, just trying to say it in one word. <laughs> uh, head on over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and leave us a good review. It's very much appreciated. Uh, we enjoy everybody who does subscribe. Uh, if you don't listen through iTunes, you can go find us on Stitcher or Apple Podcast or uh, Google Podcast because I've already told you about the Apple one uh, and Spotify. We're on Spotify and we're everywhere else where you could possibly find us. And if we're not, come tell me and I will make sure we'll make your life easier by putting it there. You can go over to mybookie.ag and use our promo code 
uh, to get 50% free plays off of your initial deposit up to uh, $1,000. And that promo code is... CWFL. And that will give you 50% free plays of your initial deposit up to $1,000. And that promo code, one more time so you won't forget it, is... CWFL. We've also got a Patreon page. So if you want to support us in that way, we've got that available for you. Just go and search for Can't Win For Losing. It's very easy to find. Uh, and Gabby, where can they find you? You can find me at YouTube on uh, on YouTube at Gabrielle Elizabeth Marie. Also on Twitter and Instagram at Phoenix Gem. Gabby. Boofer. Good game. Good game. Good game. Good game. Good game. Good game. All right. I guess I'll catch you next time. See ya. All right, y'all. Have a good one. Boop.